today. Thank you tonight. We're so honored to experience you, to be in your presence, to, to see your glory. Hallelujah. And so we ask you, Father, this week, show us more of you. Because more of you means more truth. More truth means more freedom for us. And Father, it's our prayer in 2024, get glory to yourself through us. Let people see in us Jesus. And Lord, this, this year, our heart is yours. Our life is yours. Can we ask you, Master, do something great with what we offer you here? Praise God. Do you agree with that prayer? Say amen real good. Praise him. Hallelujah. How many have a Bible with you or something, a a Bible or a device? Uh, Go over to the third chapter of Acts. Acts chapter 3, when my wife invited me to minister in these meetings. First of all, I was pretty honored to get to do it. And uh, it didn't take me long seeking the Lord. And he dealt with me about uh, somewhat of a theme or kind of like a verse where we would use as a jumping off place. And so um, that's always good when we when we have that, isn't it? So we want to just read a little bit here in Acts chapter 3. And we're not going to go till midnight. Or even anywhere close to that. Praise the Lord. You can go home and continue till midnight. How's that? Glory to God. Acts chapter 3, you know the book of Acts is a... um, is a, is a history of the early church. And nothing that's in there is in there randomly or, or just, just because we thought we ought to throw this in. Uh, we understand from something that the Apostle John said in his gospel. He said, uh, there's so many things that Jesus did that he said, I don't, I don't know that the world can contain all the books if they were to write everything that Jesus did. Anybody remember reading that? The end of John's gospel. So I don't think the world could contain the books. Books, I think, were thicker back then. (laughs) It's a lot of books, isn't it? And so he said, but these things have been written so that you might believe. And that by believing, you might have eternal life. That's that's what it says over, uh, I think, John 20, John 21, one of the last two chapters of John. He said, these things have been written so that you might believe and that by believing you might have. You see that they're written so that why are they written? So that you might believe. And then what would happen if you believe? Then you'd have. Uh, As my wife was saying this morning, I think it was this morning. Or maybe it was tonight. People have the idea, it was this morning, uh, about God. She was talking about increase. She said people have the idea that if God wants you to have it or if God decrees it or if we say it, Mm -hmm. that it just automatically uh, appears. And that's just not, uh, not, not exactly the case. I like to say it this way. A word from God guarantees availability, not fulfillment. 
Fulfillment depends on God's part plus our part together. Mm -hmm. And his part is the hard part. And our part is the really, really easy part. (laughs) Because what what did John say? We have to do these things are written that you might believe. 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 And if you believe, you'll have. have. Amen. Mm -hmm. So uh, I said that I said that to say that the things that actually made it into the New Testament, you know, there's not really a lot of uh, the New Testament compared even with the Old Testament. Not a lot of books, not a lot of pages. And there's a whole lot more that was actually written at this same time than what made it into what we call our New Testament canon. Did you know that? How many Gospels were there? About, about 15, 20 Gospels that circulated? And uh, only four of them made it in. And, uh, and really, there was, and there's tons of other writings as well as that. But then Paul's writings made it in, you know, and then some things that Peter wrote and what Jude wrote and what James wrote. Mm -hmm. Those things made it in. You might say, well, who decided? Um, Well, there was a council about a couple hundred years after Jesus left Mm -hmm. that they actually formally decided. But really, all that was was saying what has what has stood the test? What do people keep going back to and and what seems to have God on it? So it's not like they picked, it's they recognized. They recognized, they recognized or, or uh, they ratified, right? They, they recognized what, what had God on it. And so there's not a lot here. So the things that are in the word are in there for that same purpose that you, you and I might believe. Well, uh, another word for believe is faith, right? And the Bible says faith comes by hearing And I'll just condense it by hearing the word of Christ. Faith comes by hearing from God. If you're interested in having, how many are interested in having what God has uh, told us for this year? You're interested in increasing more and more? If you're interested in having, then you also need to be interested in believing. Which means you also need to be interested in hearing. Because hearing is how that faith comes. And faith is what allows you to ease, everybody say easily. Nothing hard here. Yeah. Faith allows you to easily receive what God has. Uh, How many remember that time when you received Jesus? When you said yes, you made the, you you realized, wait a second, wait a second. It's not just enough that mom and dad believed if your mom and dad were believers, right? Uh, You you realize, wait a second, I've got to, I've got to receive and uh, what did you do? How did that happen? Anybody, anybody, you made that decision and the lights came on, right? Did it happen without hearing something? No, it was when you heard. And, and you, might, you might be able to say, Man, you know, I heard it for 10 years. Or I heard it for 20 years. Or, I heard it for a long time. But somehow you heard it different, right? Didn't you? You heard it different this time. You heard it different this time. You have no idea how much God's helping us right now, right here. You heard it different this time. We say the lights came on. You saw it. You heard it. That's faith. And then, and then all you had to do was say, yes, Jesus. Yes, I, 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 I see that I need you. And I, I turn toward you away from sin. And I come and you were saved. How many here did it work? It worked. Yes. It worked. It worked. It worked. It worked. 
Huh? How many didn't work? How many won't raise your hand no matter what I say? It worked. Was, it, was getting born again, was it hard? Huh? Was it a struggle? No, once you saw, back up, back up. Once you heard, heard right. What made you hear that time rather than the other times? How did you hear that time? Something in your heart was open in a way it wasn't before. Right? And you heard, you know, the sound bouncing off your eardrums might have been the same gospel message you heard before. The sound bouncing off your eardrums was no different. But something about you. So that lets us know that hearing is not just audible. It's spiritual. It's something that happens on on the inside as well as with these ears. And so you heard, you believed. And when, when, when when faith was there, when you believed... The easiest thing in the world was to receive. And you were saved. How many are like me? You knew it. You know when I got saved? I got saved December 31st. (gasps) Don't get scared, y'all. 1985. But we were out partying. And so by this time, it was January 1st, 1986. So we're right on it. All right. And, uh, and my, my friend and I were, at, uh, were in his 1972 VW Beetle, red. And you knew it was a good old one when it had the fender that had those little thing, the bumpers that came up as well as around. But anyhow, that's a different story. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We get a response out of some people if you just talk about the right things. You know? And we, we decided after, after our fruitless night, I say fruitless, neither of us got the girl. <laughs> How many guys you been there? Come on now. You, you tried? <laughs> you gave it the old college try, you know what I'm saying? But didn't work. So it's just me and him, you know. But, but, he, but he was the one that shared Jesus with me. Amen. We still tried to get the girl, you know, but it didn't happen. But uh, that was God's mercy. That's called mercy. Because that's the girl. That's, you really only need the one. You don't need all the ones along the way, right? You just need the one. So, so we, we're there. We said, well, let's go watch the sun come up. We were, we were on Sheridan Street in Hollywood Beach, Hollywood, Florida. That's where I lived. That's where I grew up. Hollywood's right between Miami and Fort Lauderdale. Florida, and I, grew, I lived just four blocks from the Atlantic Ocean. So we went over there, and we parked, and we watched the sun come up. And I, I realized after, well, the girl didn't happen, and nothing else was happening. I was trying to be cool. Yep. I was trying to be all that. You know what I mean? You know what all that is? Yep. Right. I was trying to be all that. <laughs> I was trying to have it all together. And I, somehow I realized the, my friend who had shared the gospel with me, somehow his words kept coming back to me. Something about calling on Jesus. And, you know, of course, I was raised Jewish. You could call on anybody, but not 
Jesus. I mean, if I came and I said, Mom, I found a girl and she's a different, uh, she's a different race or a different ethnicity. And she said, that, that's no problem. She Jewish? <laughs> but if I, and, uh, or if I said, you know, she's, uh, she's a new age or a Hindu this, or that, that would even be okay. Anything but Jesus. Anything but Jesus. And just not Jesus. Amen. Matter of fact, we were, who were we telling? I don't know. We were telling somebody, uh, oh, at lunch today, that the first time I took Amy to meet my parents, they liked her and all that, but as soon as I was, as soon as she was gone, they said, I sure hope you're not thinking of marrying that girl. Well, whether it was God or not, now you tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> kind of still had that little rebellious thing, you know. But yeah, 1985-86, December 31st-January 1st, I sat there and the lights came on. Not, on the, not in the VW bug. No. The lights came on on the inside of me, and I realized nothing I've done worked. Yeah. I had a full scholarship, full. Yeah. I made money. The college paid me. I had so much scholarship. Yeah. To the best jazz school in the country. Yeah. And that didn't do it. It didn't fill any of the gap on the inside. I will get to Acts 3. Don't you think I forgot about Acts 3? I'll get to Acts 3. But uh, that didn't do it. So the, the whole music career didn't do it. The girls, well, that fell apart big time. And so I didn't have that. And so I just realized I am 100% empty. And on paper, it looks like I have it all. I just gotten off a tour where we were on national television on the biggest televised event yeah. that, that they had in Las Vegas. Yeah. And none of it meant anything. Right. Right. And I realized uh, those words about Jesus, my friend, he, you know, he didn't tell me the scripture really well because I wouldn't listen. Mm -hmm. But he told me something about, about calling on the name of the Lord. He said, if you just receive Jesus, and he shared with me what the Bible says about confessing with your mouth, believing in your heart. Well, I kind of forgot about that. But those, just his words kept coming back, and I realized nothing else has worked, and I knew this was my answer. You're talking, I'm not, you're, you're not, I didn't go graduate from Bible school at this point. You understand that? I'm a Jew. I'm a Christ hater. Yes. Jesus was part of our cussing vocabulary. Right. Somebody cut you off in traffic, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and if they cut you off bad, mm -hmm. you put an H in there. You ever heard of it? But Jesus H Christ. Yeah. Why? What's the H stand for? Does anybody know? Brother Scott, you got to know. <laughs> or anybody Catholics in here? Anybody, any good Catholics? You, you live where, where Catholics are. Listen, my Catholic grandfather, when somebody, uh, uh, when, when bad traffic happened yeah. with him yeah. it was always Jesus Mary and Joseph yeah. Yeah. Yes. get the whole family in it <laughs> but sitting there listen sitting there in that car that night yeah. I just said Jesus, Jesus I don't know if you can this was my prayer honest to God I don't know if you can do anything with my life, but if you can, here it is. 
And when I said that, the words weren't perfectly scriptural, but the heart was right. And when I said that, what John chapter 5 says came to pass in my life. I passed from death to life. Now, everybody knows life to death is the easier thing to make happen. You can kill something easier than you can birth something. You know what I mean? Right? Anybody ever killed a marriage? No, thank God we haven't. But it's easier for some people, because anybody can kill one. Not anybody can build one. But spiritually, I passed, I, I, I passed from death. I was spiritually dead. Yes. This little Jew boy. Actually, that was, a, uh, that was what our neighbors called us. They said, you Jew boys, get out of here. Anyhow, that, that's not nice to say. But I was a Jewish boy. And I was spiritually dead like every other Jew. Like every other Jew. In case you didn't know. If you're a Jew, what do you need to be? Saved. If you're a non-Jew, what do you need to be? Saved. There is, there is no alternate. There's no, there's no door, uh, door number three. Anyhow, I spiritually, I passed from spiritual death, separated from God, and instantly I was connected to God. And I didn't know one good scripture. And I, and I knew at that moment, I knew I was saved. I knew for the first time in my life that if I died, which I tried to do actually, previous to that day. Um, and, I, and, and before then, I knew I would go to hell if I died. I knew. Now, you can't tell me uh, there's no hell. If I didn't have a Bible, I'd tell you there's a hell. Because I came so close to death, I knew I was going there. I knew it. I knew I wasn't right with God. And now instantly, instantly, I knew I was right with God. Whoo! And I went, we watched the sun come up, and I went home, and I slept. Not because I'd been up all night. That, that, I was always up all night. I was a jazz musician. Life didn't start till two in the afternoon. But I'm telling you, I slept like I never slept. And then the next day I woke up, and the grass was a different green than I'd ever seen. And the sky was a different blue than I've ever seen. And my life changed What's, how many, I can't even tell you how many years ago 1986 was to 2024. But smart people can, numbers people can tell me, uh, except if you put them on the spot, then they can't tell you. Th 37 years ago, tonight, my life changed, and I haven't gotten over it, and I'll never get over it. Amen. And I'm just going to keep, it, it, I, I got new life. I got a new life, and it's been new Every day, the Bible says his mercies are new every morning. Glory to God. Glory to God. Because of what I heard. Now, most of the time when my friend shared Jesus with me, he'd talk about heaven. He'd talk about hell. I'd tell him which one he could go to. I didn't want to hear it. I said, that's for weak people. That's not me. I got the scholarship. You don't. You need stuff. I got it going on until I didn't. I said, until I didn't. Right, right. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Didn't plan on any of this, but it's true anyhow. Yes. My point is, the greatest miracle that can ever happen to a person mm -hmm. is not your shoulder being healed. Right. Huh? Right. It's not your headache going away. Come on. God will do that too. Yes. The greatest miracle that can, let me have a sip of that if I can. Mm -hmm. 
The greatest miracle that ever happened to a person, that can ever happen to a person, is for you to spiritually pass from death to life. Glory to God. That's good rum. <laughs> pass from death to life. And it happened in a second to somebody who knew nothing. And, and every one of you have the same testimony if you're born again. It happened for you. It worked every single time. Amen. It worked whether you were raised in the, in the things of God or it worked if you're like me, as far away from Christianity as you could be. It worked if you just hear it, believe it, act upon it, receive it and have it. Amen. Now, I'm not exactly just sure why I said all of that, but it's good. Amen. But I gave you time to find Acts 3. How many, how many did you find it? Acts chapter 3. So I was saying what I, what I was saying. <laughs> let, me, let me finish the thought, okay? Um, everything in the Bible is in there for a reason, that you might believe it, and that by believing, you may have it. So let's read what God wants us to have, huh? Verse 19 says, repent, therefore. That's a good way to start. <laughs> repent. Yeah. Repent, therefore. Repent just means to change. change. To change. Mm -hmm. Repent, therefore, and turn back that your sins may be blotted out. That's what happened to me. Right. Right. Now, how many understand that when Jesus paid for sin, when Jesus died on the cross, he paid the price for, sin, for everybody's sin. And from God's standpoint, do you hear what I said? From God's standpoint, every person on the face of the earth, their sins are forgiven. They're forgiven. The, over in 2 Corinthians 5, it says that God is not counting men's trespasses against them. He's reconciled us. He's brought us into a right relationship with himself from his perspective, right. from his standpoint. Right. Yes. That does not mean everyone is a Christian. Right. But that means from God's standpoint, he has made it eternally available to all. Right. Yeah. Amen. But we have a part to play. We have to repent. Just like I did in that car. Yeah. Now, people think repent means cry, wail. Uh, repent just means to make, a, to make the change. And, and we understand that you can't change yourself in your flesh. Right. Meaning you can't, you can't change yourself by your own natural effort and get yourself into a place of receiving. But how many know you can position yourself yes. to receive? Yes. Right? Uh, you can turn the wheel in your car. How many here, you can move your car anytime you want to move your car? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. By yourself. Yeah. In the flesh. <laughs> without any gasoline. Without any power. Oh. Without that engine. No. No, no. 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 But you can sit in there and put your hand on the wheel. Yeah. Right? You can, you, can, you can turn the direction you want to go or, or at least try to move it. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. The direction you want to go. But then it takes all the power. Right? Well, the powers, that's on God's side. Yeah. Yes. So we're to repent and turn, turn. So we're to turn from sin, turn toward God, 
make the change, and then the sins that he's paid for, now the, the price is applied to our lives when we receive. And those sins are blotted out. Blotted out. Does that sound good? Does that sound good? What that means is nobody in this room has a past. A negative past. You have no negative past. That stupid stuff you did. If you, amen. When you came to Christ, when you come, when a person comes to Christ, I understand most of us here, maybe all of us here have done this. When a person comes to Christ and their sins are blotted out, everything in their past that's negative is gone. Doesn't exist. Now in the Old Testament, it wasn't that way. In the Old Testament, the blood of animals, which couldn't take away sin, it would cover sin. Yes. Basically, God would turn away from, from the sin. And so you're, you're living and existing really with sin. And so that's why, that's why they were still spiritually dead. They were, they were still separated from God. You see what we're saying? In the New Testament, when a person receives Jesus, their sins are blotted out as if it never existed. Never existed. You might say, well, I've done some stuff since I've been saved. Well, there's a, there's a vehicle for, for that too, right? If we confess our sins, our sins. Now, no one, uh, the, no one who is truly born of God sins habitually. Huh? You, you're either living like a total lost person or you need to get saved. Come on now. But if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive, forgive, forgive and cleanse from all unrighteousness. Amen. And that and just like the blood blotted out your sins when you first came to Christ, then that if you confess those sins, he will forgive and cleanse. That cleansing means that sin in God's view never happened. So the first thing that the believer and the unbeliever has to do is deal with sin. Now we understand God dealt with it in terms of the, in terms of paying the price, but we have to, we have to uh, walk in the light as he is in the light and the blood of Jesus, his son cleanses us from all sin. Is this good news to ever, to anybody? Amen. And he'll empower you to where sin has no dominion over you. Romans 6 says, sin shall not have dominion over you. Say this with me, friends. Sin, sin has no dominion, has no dominion over, me. over me. It has no place. It has no, place. It has no vote. It has no, it has no say. It has no say. In, my life, in my life, I'm free from sin. Amen. You might say, well, I still struggle with this. No, no. Let's, let's, change, let's change what we say to just to align with what God says. Let's, let's just say what God says. God said sin shall have no dominion over you. Yes. So what do we need to be saying? That sin has no dominion. Yeah. Thanks be to God who always causes us to struggle in Christ. Is that what it says? Huh? No. Thanks be to God who 
always causes us to triumph who gives us victory. So if you're going to say something about uh, whatever it is that you might genuinely be dealing with, say, I have the victory. Thank you, Lord. We have the victory. I don't care whether it's meth or M&M's. Both are powerful. Especially them peanut M&M's. Go on, yeah. I had to get off of that stuff. She'd go to Sam's or Costco and she'd buy the big thing of peanut M&M's. And, and I was like, M&M and M&M and M&M and M&M. I had so many M's. I'd go on a diet. Come on now. We have victory. So the first thing, we, first thing, thank God, we can come and we can have our sins blotted out. And then once we've done that, then verse 20 is, can come to pass in our lives. Verse 20 says that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord and that he may send the Christ appointed for you, Jesus. Times of refreshing. Now, that comes after the previous verse. You can't be a sinner and experience this. You can't be a lost sinner. You can't be a born again person who's just living in sin and experiencing this. God's desire for our lives is that you and I be wall to wall filled and saturated with his presence. Amen. And, uh, and then there's also these times. That word in the Greek times is the word that means seasons. Seasons. We, we can all the time experience God's presence. You understand that? And we should. If you, if you want to get a new hobby for 2024, uh, get the new, get, start a new hobby of experiencing God's presence and just practicing His presence all the time. Uh, we, we're a little irritating to hang around with if you're not used to us. Huh? Because what do we... Uh, first of all, we've been married for 30... Uh, last week was our 32nd anniversary, wedding anniversary. So we've been married for 32 years. Well, there's no more small talk to have. You know what I mean? We, we've, we've, learned, we've learned each other. I don't mean we don't have a meaningful conversation because we do, but it's usually around the things of God. And so when, what you'll hear from us, uh, because how many, how many know that people are usually saying something most of the time? But if you hang around us, you'll hear glory. <laughs> Praise Him. Hallelujah. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll rejoice, we'll praise, we'll give thanks. Most of the time, my wife's speaking in other tongues. And then sometimes me too. And, uh, you know, if you're not used to that, it can be like, who, well, these people are a little out there. They're a little weird. What? But how many know that's not, that shouldn't be weird? So, so there's, yeah, that's, that's normal experience. And what is that? That's just a constant engagement with the presence of the Lord. That's, that's a continual engagement with his presence. But you know, he also, he also has for us seasons. 
seasons of refreshing. Now, you know, one of the things I mentioned was other tongues. Uh, the Bible talks about this is the rest and this is the refreshing. Uh, over in Isaiah, foreshadowing this practice of speaking with other tongues that the New Testament would feature. And so, yeah, you can live. Uh, we, we live refreshed. We live refreshed. You don't, you don't ever hear us say, I'm just so wore out. We rest as we go. I mean, physically we rest, but I mean, spiritually we keep ourselves in a place of renewal. But there's also, there's seasons of refreshing. And actually the Greek literally would read seasons of revival. And I just like that. I like how it says it there. Times of refreshing. From the presence of the Lord. And I, I would just say it this way. Times of refreshing featuring the presence of the Lord. Yes. Or the refreshing that comes from experiencing His presence. Yes. That's what's on our heart for these meetings. So everything I said here was all introduction. <laughs> but that might all be, be all that we get to is the introduction. Hallelujah. Seasons. Put this up. If you have the Amplified, can you do that, sir? Thank you. We were, we were just in, uh, we just preached in, on the island of Maui a couple weeks ago on a Wednesday night. And uh, they, had, they had the things up there, but the person that was doing it was up in a booth. You couldn't see them. It was like on a second floor thing in a booth. You couldn't see who they are. And um, <laughs> the screen changed when I needed to, but then I don't know if they had to answer some texts or whatever, but it stopped changing. <laughs> And so it, it, you had to be there. But what did I start saying? I said, magic screen. I said, oh, magic screen. Please change. <laughs> Anyhow, you got the Amplified. Verse 19 is what I want, though, not that one. So repent. Change your mind and purpose. Turn around and return to God. That, so that, if you do that, then... Your sins may be erased, blotted out, wiped clean. That times of refreshing, of recovering from the effects of heat, of reviving with fresh air, may come from the presence of the Lord. Why is this verse in here? These things are written so that you might believe and that believing you might have. You know one of the things God wants you to have? Seasons, times of refreshing from His presence. And that's one of the things that can happen when we come together. Amen. Where, where His presence can manifest just like it has already during praise and worship. Amen. His presence can manifest. Forgive me if I sip as we go here. I'm a little dry. And these seasons of revival, we can experience those. Um, Go back to the ESV. And then I just want you, uh, last thing I'll do, because I know we've been going for a little bit. Not too terribly long, right? Next week I'll be in services, and they usually go about three hours, sometimes more than three hours. So, you know, if if nothing else, I'm not going to go that long tonight, most likely. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're gearing up. We're gearing up. We're building our stamina. 
you know, because we pay by the hour at these, uh, this place and the other place in, in what's it called? The Ridge House? Ridge. The Ridge House. And uh, so we, we're, on a, we're on a schedule yeah. most of the time. Amen. But we can be a little looser here because the, the, nobody's watching the cameras tonight. Y'all know there's a camera right there? Everybody wave. Turn around and wave up in the corner. Seasons, times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Look what's next. Look what, look what the next thing is. And that he may send the Christ appointed to you, appointed for you rather, Jesus. There's this progression here. Repent, turn to God. Get sin off the table. Then times of refreshing will come from the presence of the Lord. Then he can send Jesus Christ. Um, what do I, how much do I get into? <laughs> you know, uh, one of the biggest things, really, if there's a goal line, this is still football season. Not so much for people in Denver still anymore. I don't know, but... Uh, <clears throat> You know, in football, the goal line is everything. I mean, that's, that's, what, that's, what, the, that's what everyone's headed towards. I, I, people make millions of dollars trying to figure out how to move a brown, ob, oblong-shaped ball down a field, because you asked, to, to, to get to this thing called the goal line. And if they cross it or even, even just get the ball on it, they'll get, we've spent millions of dollars. Uh, you count the, uh, the salaries of all, uh, all 11 men on each side, so that's 22 men playing, plus the coaches put all their salaries together. You're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars to get that ball just to that goal line, and we get, you ready? You ready? Want to know what we get? Six points. Six points, sweetheart. Yes, six points. And the opportunity to get another one or two. And we've helped some of you tonight now. Educate. Millions, hundreds of millions of dollars for six meaningless points so that hopefully we can win ultimately you know what we're after the Super Bowl which means we got six points more times than anybody we were here in 2015, how many, how many people were here in 2015 when we won the Super Bowl? Finally, we won the Super Bowl. Y'all's community doesn't, ever know, doesn't know what that's like. No. <clears throat> but it's, it's our hometown, too. It's our, it's our hometown, too. We were there. You do know what Bills stands for, don't you? Well, yeah, we, okay, we, okay. Maybe this, maybe this will be their year. You don't know. Hallelujah. 
And when we won the Super Bowl in 2015, it didn't heal anybody's body. It didn't cause anybody to pass from death to life. The only people that enriched were the ones who got the six points over and over. And I remember sitting there. Her dad called. So gracious. Because he's a big football guy. Her, her, dad. her dad called and said, y'all just won the Super Bowl. And I'm like, it was a thrill. Six points. But guess what? God on his playing field also has a goal line. Yes. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. And we, as the body of Christ, we are to be making progress along his field toward that goal line. And do you want to know what's at the goal line? Jesus comes back. That's what's at the goal line. We're in something called the church age right now. When we get to the end of that church age, Jesus comes back. And we, we step into an entirely different part of the plan of God. And that this is amazing. It's not six points. It's the return of Jesus. All of history revolves around his first coming. And his second coming. All of history. But there's things that have to happen. Can't be tonight's message because I already preached tonight's message. (laughs) Can't be tonight's message. Maybe tomorrow, just have to see. But there's things that have to happen for Jesus to come back. There's things that, because the body of Christ needs to make progress on this playing field, this spiritual playing field, some things have to advance. Some things have to happen. You want to know one of the big, big things that's connected to the coming of the Lord? Times of refreshing. You might say, what does that have to do with anything? Times of refreshing from the presence of the Lord means God's body, Christ's body is saturated and filled with his presence. And when you're filled with God, The world around you can't tell the difference between you and God. You start acting like them. You start talking like them. You start healing like them. You start getting people set free like them. Amen. And in order for that to happen, it it doesn't happen just by a motivational speech, honey. It doesn't happen just because you heard something in church and then left the same way you came. No, there needs to be sometimes some seasons, glory to God, where you get saturated with his presence, where you come and just let his presence just sit on you and get on you and then get in you. And then you come the next night and you have another season. And then you come the next night and you have another season. How many seasons is that? Three. Spring, summer, fall. I don't know whichever one you want to take off, but you can have it all. Amen. Times of refreshing. Times of refreshing. Times of refreshing. But you know, just like everything else, these times of refreshing, don't, they don't happen just because God wills it. God decrees it. He puts it in the word to announce the availability of it. He puts it in the word because he has it for you. And he puts it in there so that you might hear it. 
And if you're hearing with an open heart, and if you've done that first part about repenting and turning and opening your heart towards God, then when, then when you hear it and you believe it, he's able to pour into you in such a way that you haven't experienced before. Bless God. And then you could experience his presence. But if your only thought is, when are they going to let us go? When are they going to let us go? When are they going to? You can go. Uh, forgive me. It's, I try to be, uh, when I'm a guest in another minister's church, I try not to say things like, you can go anytime you want to go. And I don't care if you come back. But I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that here. Because the leaders of the church don't like when you say those kind of things. I'm just telling you what I would say if I didn't have better sense. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Times of refreshing. Times of refreshing. Times of refreshing from the presence of the Lord. And then, then, then he sends Jesus. Then we get to the goal line. So it's glory to God. It's these seasons of revival, these times of refreshing that help us move out of our own end zone. If you know what I'm talking about, that's, that's the end zone. That's where your own end zone is, is the wrong end. It's not where you want to be, but it helps push you to the 10, push you to, and then you get a good season of revival. Come on, man. That's like jumping down to the other end of the field. Amen. Hallelujah. Why don't you lift your voice and praise God for a moment? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise Him, praise Him, praise Him, praise Him, praise Him. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. How many can tell, listen, even as you lift in your voice to him, he starts, he, he starts just jumping in there. Can I just encourage you? Throw caution to the wind. Amen. And, you know, don't just give him like a 10% effort, 15%. If we're going to praise him. Just take the lid off and just go all the way. And, and some folks, some folk might say, well, I'm, I'm just not comfortable lifting my voice. Well, you do it at home. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to say that. Why did I say that? Hallelujah. Yay. Yay. Times of refreshing. Times of refreshing. Times of refreshing. Times of refreshing. Here's a song, Times of Refreshing.